everyone, and welcome to the Geomologist Presents. So I was given some homework by the Audio Dungeon Discord to listen on how to do an unboxing. So I went back into the archives of the Anchor Verse, and I found some podcasts by Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor and how he does his unboxing. So with that inspiration, I'm going to do this great unboxing show. I have 10 boxes from Amazon, from other places that I've accumulated, and man, they just need to get opened. And well, you're going to get it all in this episode. So if you don't like unboxings, you can turn it off now. Uh, you'll miss out because I have a special guest with me to help me with these unboxings, and that's my wife, Amy. Hi! And she even bought me a special tool to yeah, help. I got you a present. To help me with an unboxing episode. And it is a utility knife. The TPR grip, it is called the Bird, well, from birdrockhome.com. And it is an impressive utility knife. Solid state. And it's a matching set. And Amy got her own. So we have two of them, a matching set of Bird Rock Pro utility knives. It even came with five replacement blades. Yep. So that's what we're going to use to open up um, the box, the things for you. And uh, we'll get started right here in a second. So hold on to your hats, and here comes the great unboxing show. Okay, our first set of unboxings are going to be actually Amazon Prime pack packages. And we're going to use our tool bench tape measure, Black & Decker style, for posterity. My package is eight by 14 and a half hand it over to Amy and Amy's is eight well actually it's closer to 11 by 15 all right and so these are perforated but I think we're gonna take our utility knife through a test run so let's open them with the utility knife cut away from yourself oh wow that's great crazy slick Holy crap, that's very sharp. All right, uh, you ladies first. Go ahead, tell me what you got, Amy. I, well, you got the Apache Wars, the Hunt for Geronimo, the Apache Kid, and the Captive Boy who started the longest war in American history by Paul Andrew Hutton. And look at that nice, gorgeous picture on the front. It's a paperback. And it has a nice description on the back about the book, picture of the old guy that wrote it. Um, kind of think that it might have been at a library at any point in time because somebody checked it out, probably never returned it and then sold it. Oh, look at those beautiful pictures. It's in great pristine condition. These pictures are incredible. And it looks as though there's a gorgeous um, index in the back Coming in at a total of 514 pages. Great. And hey, is are there any is there any damage to the book? Because remember, Tim talked about damage and glue and other weird stuff on our books. Nope, there's not even a weird smell. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's a it looks like a fantastic book. It will add to my Old West collection. And my book is a book by James Kerr called Legacy. And it is, I guess it's a self-help kind of leadership book. Um, a person that I met 
at uh, when I was up in Madison, recommended the book. Uh, this person coaches women's lacrosse and played lacrosse uh, during college. And James Kerr Legacy, What the All Blacks Can Teach Us About the Business of Life. And that person uses it for coaching tips, but really recommended it. I'm a big fan of the All Blacks because there's never been a bad All Blacks team. Some are just better than others. And uh, it looks really cool. So I'm definitely uh, not big into these self-help books, but you know, might as well start somewhere. Um, there is a slight bit of damage. I don't know. There's like a kind of a weird arrow on the, not the spine, but the page facing thing that seems like it got clipped or something somehow. I don't know if that's part of the book. Um, it makes a weird looking arrow cartoon. I don't know. But I don't see any all blacks or people pitching rugby in that little weird cartoon. So uh, yeah, it looks really nice. It looks really quick read. It's pretty short, about 200 or so pages uh, with references and index. Um, so it looks really cool. So that's Legacy by James Kerr. Those are our first two books. All right. If you didn't know, that was the haka, what the New Zealand All Blacks kind of use as their pre-game war dance when they face opposition. All right, now on to the next box. Amy picked hers already, and I will just grab one randomly from the pile. All right, um, let's measure them and see where they're from. Mine is from um, Archeron. Uh, out of Italy. Ooh, it's international. And my box is nine and a half by 14. I have a certain reputation going here. Mine's about 10 and a half by the 15 again. Nope. Nine and a half. Nine and a half by. And where's it from? It's from Lightning Source. Ooh. From Hell Quaker Boulevard in Tennessee. All right. So, ready? On three, we're opening them. Mine, I can. I don't have to use my utility knife. I am just one. going to pull. Slices like butter. It does slice like butter. Mine's got bubble wrap inside. Well, that's good because it's international. So it probably won't get dinged. And I'm just opening. It's like almost a race. Let's see who gets to open it. Get to it first. Well, I am oh, allowing nice. you to open this because I'm trying to be very careful since it seems like there's more than one book in here. Oh, very nice. That's cool. All right. Well, I'll do mine first since I only got one book. And I got a book. Uh, no, it's got no damage. That's nice, right? Would you say no damage? Oh, the corners are a little bit. It's international, but not like, what do you think? Uh, I think it looks like normal book in a box type of wear and tear. All right. Do well, you think it's wear and tear? I don't it's got a see. slightly dinged bottom right corner. But anyway, this is Lex Arcana, Italia, Land of Ancient Magic and Dark Intrigue. So this is a game called it's a game Lex Arcana, which is what if Rome had not fallen and had magic and continued on into um, I would I think it's like the I want to say the sixth century. Um, I think it's the sixth century is when this uh, takes place. Uh, but this one, this book 
has uh, the province of Italy, um, the gods, the gods of Archaic Latium, Hostile Gods, um, Compendium Sectorium, Sectorum Italcorum, so crime syndicates, very cool, uh, magical and mysterious circles, cults, new rituals in the new rule section. Oh, the Etruscan artifacts. I was actually reading on Etruscans earlier, so kind of neat. And then new magic powers, fantastical creatures, and NPCs. And then adventures. So that's part six is adventures. It looks like it has um, let's see one, two, three adventures in this book. So pretty cool. So as an introduction, this volume is divided into two sections. The first parts one, two, and three, read both by players and demiurges. I guess demiurges are the GMs in this game, and uh, it describes the mysterious political and magical aspects of Italia without providing details on game mechanics or elements. That's part one, two, and three. And then the second part, part four, five, and six, is more rule stuff, uh, which is pretty cool, reserved by Demiurgus. So very cool book. It uh, weighs in at a whopping 260 pages, uh, maps and art on both sides, uh, kind of a um, close-in map, it seems, like a map of the... I don't know. Is that interesting? All right. Yeah, it's got a map of Italy, and then it seems like a map of Dacia on the other side. But I think that's a separate book. Anyway, it might be in the pile. But that's it. Lex Arcana Italia. Okay. Amy. Well, I have two books in mine. All right. I was very careful opening them. I don't see any damage. I mean, outside of the big fire on the front, but that's damage in a different way. And it says, Godlike Black Devil's Brigade. So I get a feeling that we'll be playing in a world war here. And it is... Slightly smaller than the other book, but it's your average, I would say, mm, that's probably a good seven and a half, eight inches wide, right? And about, I would say nine, nine and a half inches tall. Yeah, it's a standard book. I think the, standard size. the Italian, the Italia book is a little bigger. Maybe it's, it's a little bit bigger. It's about, I wouldn't, I don't know, we can measure it because we have a tape measure. While you do that. Eight by, eight by ten. Versus like a standard book, eight and a half by eleven. So it's eight by ten, which is interesting. So slightly, slightly less wide and less tall. But it's a soft cover and it's very well made. And it says that Black Devil's Brigade is the first full-length adventure campaign for godlike superhero role-playing in a world on fire. That explains fire on the front cover. Says. The critically acclaimed game of deadly action and superheroes. I hope they're not wearing capes. I don't know. I think the German superheroes wear capes, but the allied ones do not. Yeah, because the allies, no, they'll start on fire. You fall out of the sky. Anyways, so when you open it up, it's got a very nice little contents here. It was published February of 2011. There's a guy smoking a cigarette, very World War II. Um, it talks about the introduction, formulation of the first special service force. Hey, they're really getting right into it. Ooh, Canada comes on board. We just watched something about Canada. There's integration. It's a nice book. It's mostly black and white. I mean, the cover's in color and the back's in color, but I would say most of this is black and white. There's some nice pictures of some... Some, I, I guess you could say, normal-looking people. Uh, there's a girl in a dress. 
That's pretty much uh, pin up there. And then there's a motorcycle coming right out of a window onto the ground over the head of a soldier. And, ooh, some nice maps. Looking good here. Some binoculars, a couple of maps. Pretty nice. So that's book number one. The Black Devil's Brigade. All right. And then book number two says it's from Guild. DM's Guild, yeah. And Exploring Eberron by Keith Baker. Um, there's definitely some guys on the front. One looks like he's having a pretty bad day, and it looks like there's a monster that might just clean him in the head with a mace in the back. Uh, I think there might even be a girl in the back laughing about it. That could be kind of interesting. And it says, discover uncharted deaths. Join Eberron, setting creator Keith Baker in this tour through the vast lands, oceans, and plains of Eberron. Exploring Eberron presents Keith's vision of Eberron like never before. Well, that's interesting. And by the way, I don't see any damage on any of my books. Now, there's a barcode on the very back. That's interesting. I haven't seen that in the very last page of the book, if you want to scan it. Now, this is pretty much color all throughout. It looks like the writing in this book might be slightly bigger than the writing in the previous book. And uh, some of these characters look like they have devilish little uh, smirks on their face. That might be kind of fun. Um... Seeing as I don't know a whole lot about Eberron, you might have to explain the rest, but looks like a good book. I, I like the pictures in it. Some pretty scenery. That's a nice mountain. People taking a bath. Looks good. This is why I'm not a GM. Yep, actually this one did see that did have a little bit of damage. It's just a ding. Yep. Well, so I gotta I guess I gotta call lightning source to go, hey, you gotta package things better. But anyway, it is the Exploring Eberron book. It has actually slightly warped somehow, maybe from the heat. Once you get it on the shelf, I guess it'll straighten out, it seems. The it might God have been straight was, when it got here. It's been like 105 degrees here, so. And yeah. I'm melting from it. I'm assuming it'll just... No, it's, like, it's warped. Anyway, hopefully it'll uh, fix itself if we put, when we put it on the shelf. Um, the other book was not, which is interesting. I mean, well, the other one's a paperback, so it's hard to... The Black Devil's Brigade. Anyway... Cool, cool books that I ordered from um, Drive Through RPG. That's what Lightning Source is and where it's from. All right, we're going to reach into the pile and pick another two. Yeah. My pick is an envelope. It's one of those like mail UPS mail envelopes. That is nine. And three quarters by, let's see if we're measuring this, by one foot, 12 inches. And you? It's an Amazon. It's another Amazon. And it is one foot, because, you know, got to do it that way, by approximately 15 inches. All right. So mine is also like a little rip and tear. So I haven't been able to use my uh, my new utility knife to good effect. I did use it on that one Amazon package, and it's like, very slick. But this is perforated, so it's a tear. We're trying to tear them simultaneously. I buttered it. All right, Amy's going to like the one I got. You go first, Amy. 
first of all, I don't see any damage. There's no glue. It's dusty, though, because Amy's coughing. Dusty. Very dusty because it's from 48 BC. Caesar and Pompey, the Clash of the Titans from Osprey. I believe it's the Battle of Pharsalus. Yep. Um, it's illustrated by Adam Hook. I don't know necessarily that Caesar would be riding a horse with a tiger pellet on it, but that, you know, hey, everyone's got to be able to use their imagination, right? Yeah. So it is very nice table of contents. It looks like it's approximately 96 pages with a lovely guy playing a trum well, yeah, trumpet at the back asking us to sign up for the Osprey newsletter at www.ospreymailing.com. Put I guess we'll put that link in the show notes. All right. Well, mine is Achtung Cthulhu, Raid Hitler's Personal Armored Express, issue number five, Assault on the Fuhrer Train. What I like about these covers, these Achtung Cthulhu covers, is they make them like a, like a magazine or a pulp zine. That's Modiphius QD20, Octun Cthulhu. Um, climb aboard the Fuhrer Steel Behemoth. It's an adventure. It looked really cool. Um, nice maps in it. Does it? I, I believe it has pre-gens, Amy. Well, that's happy for me. I'm still trying to recover from the 11 characters I made for the birthday game. Yes, it has pre-gens. It has oh, Marta Archambaud, Armand Chappelle, Pierce Babineau, Maria France Bardon, Yves Bogart. So it seems like a like some French. French. Yeah, they're all French, but not that doesn't mean anything. Anyway, but it's a it's actually kind of neat. It's um, I guess it takes place in November of 1944. So um, pretty cool. So towards the end of the war, uh, it's a pretty neat little adventure that they're coming out with these little adventures. I love how they're doing issue number blah blah blah. I believe that. I believe that the Optune Cthulhu books themselves are issues one and two, but I have to check that out. So did this take, take place during the German occupation of France? No, it says November of 44. So as winter descends, the Allied advance rumbles to a halt at the borders of Fortress Germany. Uh, so right, so during the, around the, I guess, the right before the Battle of the Bulge, right? So the U.S. Army and German defenders settle down in the stalemate as they watch each other warily from the Siegfried, across the Siegfried line. Um, so... In a few, a few short days, Operation Watch on the Rhine or the Battle of the Bulge will begin in the Ardennes. But then this is like an emission right before that. So pretty cool. Tune Cthulhu. Of note, there was no damage in the Octune Cthulhu book from Fun Again Games, so they packaged it well. We got two more boxes. I got a small e-box. I have an envelope. Yep, and my box is uh, 10 inches long. I did it the other way around. So, sorry, 7 by 10. And your envelope is standard, and it is, uh, I guess I'm saying the measurement, it is uh, 9.5 or 9 and 3 quarters by 12. Ooh. I guess that's a standard envelope size. You like that? Like, can you hear that? Can you hear the snap of the tape measure? All right, I get to use my new utility knife. And Amy just opens it, so she'll get to talk about hers first while I open this with the knife. You can hear, Very you can barely, away from yourself. you can barely hear the knife as it cuts through. Oh, yes. 
this one is from Paizo. I recognized it before we even opened it. It always comes in a white envelope from Redmond, Washington. Anyways, it is the Pathfinder 2nd Edition Bloodlord Zombie Fest. She's an awfully happy looking zombie. That's not a zombie. That's just a little happy. She's very happy. Looks like she's got some sort of a skull on a stick. I guess I forgot to say that none of my pages are really bad unless you're going to really nick that little tiny corner there. But that could even be part of the design of the book. So I'm not so certain I would say there's any damage. And it is not a hardcover. It's got a lovely map on the side. Bet you could even use that to play right on top of. And it is, oh, just, oh, look at that. That's kind of fun. That's advertising, sir. I know, but it's very pretty. Expand your horizons. Beautiful African-American lady in traditional dress. That's beautiful. And then the dead are rising. Sorry, I'm getting distracted here. Oh, gear up and throw down. Guns okay. and gear. Okay, sorry, guys. It is 92 pages and some very exciting pages of advertisements. Got myself a little distracted there. Um, but it says, keep, keep God, I guess, the hagnail. Boy, she doesn't look like someone I would want to be around. She kind of looks like a steampunk vampire hunter. I've played one of those recently. And then there's a troll-looking guy that I think has been hitting the pipes too much. He's mighty big in the belly there. A zombie dirge piper. Kind of looks a little too happy for a zombie. Let's see. Necromancers. Gotta always have one of those. Skull fairy. No magic dust, though. Um, cobblestone swarm. Yeah, lots of, lots of monsters in this book. New monsters. That's kind of... How do you know where to, to destroy a cobblestone swarm when I didn't even know they could become alive? That guy is screaming into the air. That's how I feel about the cobblestones. And that guy has a really long tongue. These guys look fun. Definitely something fun to play in Halloween. Maybe. It looks like a lot of fun. Anyways, pretty pictures. Wonderful maps on the front and the back. What I'm, is this about? Like, what is it? says something gnawing at you says sorry lighting is kind of getting to me dispatch to look into strange events at a farm tended by i guess i'm sorry guys this is black writing on a gray thing with the light shining on it and i can't read <laughs> yeah let me try because i got readers so it says, dispatch to look into strange events at a farm tended by zombie work hands. Uh-oh. The characters find a grave threat to the living population in the undend-dominated nation of Geb. Exposing the plot is the first step to influence and power, but it, if the investigators aren't careful, it might be their last. The Blood Lord's adventure path begins with Zombie Feast, a complete adventure for levels first two, three, one to three. My only criticism is, why the black writing on the gray and awfully shiny? Right. Us old people without reading glasses, we don't have a chance. Yeah, there's a campaign overview. So is this a six-parter or a three-parter? It looks like it is a six-parter. And it goes, uh, starts from starts at level one and goes to level 20. Wow, okay. Very cool. Um, interesting. Careful of the cobblestones. Yeah. So 
I guess it's an undead focused uh, adventure path. Look, there was a hand. Might be pretty cool. No body, just a hand. Yeah, make sure that you um, you've got lots of priests and people that can deal with an undead. Look at those all those animated, different animated bones, including like an animated rib cage with a scorpion tail, which is bizarro. Well, I mean, it'd be an animated rib cage with an animated spine and a spike at the end. Scrabbly rib cage, pretty interesting. And then a chargar. I don't know what that is. Like a ghost cook. I guess. So, I don't think I'd eat anything she's making. Anyway, Blood Lords Adventure Path. Sounds Looks fun. Pretty, it's fun. I All say right. Halloween. Yep, and mine, I mine I got a it's a Kickstarter. It's called Wist Alastor seventeen sixteen. It's a book by Jack Vance. And it's pretty. It, yeah, it's a really nice, like uh it's kind of sci fi, golden age sci fi, I believe. And it is uh it was published by Swordfish Islands. Uh, Jacob Hurst is a publisher, and it is um yeah it's one of it's, yeah. wow yeah so it's an illustrated version of this novella, um black and really nice beautiful top notch black and white art, which is really nice scantily clad woman yes I see some more scantily clad. It's a butt. Somebody's a butt. butt. I think it's a male butt, though, so that's okay, I guess. Yep, that's cool. Very nice, really nice black and white illustrations. A Jack Vance book. It's a, it's, I guess it's more of a novelette. It kind of clocks in. But that includes the afterword. It clocks in at around 200, 280 pages or so. It's very nice. Yeah, it looks really nice. A color... Very vibrant. Uh, very, yeah, very colorful um, back and fr front inside covers. So, Wist, Alastor, 1716 by Jack Vance. So, I'm looking forward to reading it. i got to read it carefully. Uh, but I, what I do like also, uh, big print. Big very print is big nice. print. Very big print. <laughs> big print is nice. So, um, it should be a quick read, but that's really cool. Um, that's a Kickstarter fulfillment um, from Sword, throughout of Swordfish Games. So, very nice. And no damage. No damage at all. Very well. And it smells me. Yep. Yeah, I gotta open this one solo. It turns out I do have nine boxes. Although I guess if Amy, if you count the uh, utility knives, that's ten. But the Amy has to help hold the cat right now, and I am going to open a box solo. And this is from Pinnacle Entertainment. So it's probably something Savage World related. Uh, it's 10 inches by the box. Peanut loves Got an Savage envelope. World. 10 inches by 13 inches. And then it is um, 5 inches deep or wide, I guess. Uh, right. So we do. We do um, technically, we should do length by width by height, but we're doing. With by length by height, which doesn't really matter. Okay. Utility knife. We have to do it that way because we drive on the right side of the road. Right. And it really smoothly cuts, by the way. So I should make sure I cut away if I don't cut my leg open. It's extremely sharp. These knives are designed to go right through carpet without a problem. Yeah. And they definitely go through boxes without a problem. Yeah, and make sure I put the blade back in. Safety first, everyone. Don't run with knives in the house, etc. All right. It's got two little packages. It's got archetype dossiers in one box. 
And in another box, two small Savage Worlds size books. And these are Tomorrow Legion Field Manual and Atlantis and the Demon Seas, plus archetype dossiers, and like the little cards, and a map. There's a little map of the Demon Seas, I'm assuming. And no damage. Yep. Uh, there's a, the map is a little damaged, actually. Um. Unfortunate. But it's got a traditional, like it's got a that tentacle lizard that you all was on a, on like a hover skimmer thing, that you've seen on Rift's covers before, which is kind of cool. Um, and then a, a map on the back. The map is of Atlantis. Yeah, um, likes it. Yeah. And so tomorrow, the Tomorrow Legion Field Manual, I think, was an add-on. Um, it's not part of the Atlantis and the Demon Seas Kickstarter. But the Tomorrow Legion Field Manual, what is cool about that is it has, as a GM's toolkit, how to do journeys, journey tasks, uh, barter, and allies and adversaries. The journeys thing is really a powerful tool to use when you're traveling overland in whatever game. Rifts, uh, of course, here. I guess uh, there's something called, uh, I guess there's a, something called Murderthon. Is that a, it's an adventure, like a plot point adventure. Oh, pretty nice. A lot of really cool uh, ideas here. And uh, yeah, that's where it's, it's a big bad world out there. Endless Badlands teeming with monsters from the rifts await everyone leaving the safety of coalition territory. Do you dare journey into the unknown and barter with locals to survive? So I think it, it's kind of like uh, you're probably part of an expedition into the lands that are un, unmapped, I guess, uh, which is kind of neat. So I believe this is by. It's written by uh, Sean Owen Robertson, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah. And the line manager, of course, is also Sean Owen Robertson. There's additional material by Sean Patrick Fannin, Daryl Hayhurst, and Ross Watson. So, uh, Riffs and Palladium compilation, Riff Savage Worlds. I, I do have a Riff Savage Worlds box that I'd like to get uh, to the table eventually. Uh, but one of these days, you know, so many games, too many games, so little time. Right? The cards are like uh, archetype cards, so uh, 18 ready-to-play Rifts, Rifts for Savage World archetypes. Each oh, It's a folded dossier card. contains key game information for the player that needs to join the action. That's pretty cool. So it's like archetype cards, you know, like you typically see um, in Rifts. Because I, I don't think the main box, it has the archetype cards. And anyway, the Atlantis Adventure Edition, also by uh, Sean Owen Robertson, and this is a new character options and GM's guide for underwater uh, adventures, Atlantis, the Demon Seas, Lemuria, Humanity at Sea, and then a, an adventure and a bestiary at the back. So uh, these clock in about, oh, about 190 pages, so a little bigger than, than what Savage World typically does. Um, I saw a T-Rex. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I see a lot of neat stuff that I've seen in pictures from uh, past Rips books. Um, so pretty cool. Nice. It should be pretty fun to run and, and play. Um, I guess what they is the introduction. Um, Rifts Atlantis and the Demon Seas covers factions linked to the legends of Atlantis, Lemuria, and the myth of the sea, including the Bermuda Triangle and Davy Jones. So a helpful reference for long-term wristbands. We'll find this book to be a helpful reference with these plot ties threads for many books together, etc., etc. So you can also reference all the Rifts books, Ultimate Edition, Aftermath, um, Mercenaries, Atlantis, Undersea, Dimensional Market, Lemuria, etc. So pretty cool. 
that they give like reference to all those past uh, books as well, uh, but updated for Savage Worlds rules. All right. Let's put this in the pile, and we will, of course, place them somewhere eventually. That was a big box. All right. Almost done, folks. Right, last two boxes. My box is 14 inches by nine and three quarters. Amy's is I measured for her because it has on her lap. Uh, 13 and three quarters by nine and a quarter. All right. And do I need to? I think this is again. Mine is from Italy again, so it's probably another. I, I suspect it's another Lex Arcana. Mine is Lightning Source. Oh, okay. I don't remember getting to Lightning Source. Anyway, okay. Here the goes. Rip me. I, I think I'm going to use a cutter because it's not ripping adequately here for me. I'm just ripping. So I made it through my box, which was not damaged, to reveal... Who kill Mad Mesa? As well, and that's TSR, it says. And then Boot Hill Wild West Game Adventure Rage War. And it also says TSR. And Boot Hill Role Playing Game of the Wild West. And it looks like he's gonna go in and shoot up a little uh, bar here. Look, there's cards being thrown everywhere. That guy looks like he's just drinking. I don't even see him holding a gun. How's he supposed to shoot anyone? Anyways, I'll let you. Yeah, I guess Amy's passing them to me. This is a boot hill. It's well, I'm a reprint. A cat. Yeah, she's holding a cat. So this is a boot hill. This is a, a reprint of the second edition game. Um, which Did he is, have a gun in the first game? Uh, I guess he's got a gun. In, oh, no, he's got a gun. It's in his holster. No. He just hasn't drawn it yet. So anyway, pretty cool. This is in preparation for uh, Jason Connerly's Boot Hill play-by-post game. Um, so it's a very sh relatively short rulebook, which I think is kind of cool. But it does have like the tap map of the town in the back that you can totally use anywhere. Little tokeny things as well. That's pretty cool. Like a big map. A very nice uh, like hex map, like a hex crawl with Fort Griffin and Promise City in the middle. With the planes open and all that kind of stuff. Hopefully they give you a scale for this somewhere. I'm sure they wrote it. I'm up. sure they wrote it somewhere. Maybe probably like a 12 mile per per hex standard type of thing. And I'm sure it's in here somewhere. What the scale is. Pretty cool. And what else? Oh, yeah. The two. So I got like a BH1, which is Mad Mesa, the original Boot Hill module, uh, potentially to try to play. Um, pretty cool. And um, the, on the back, it's kind of neat. It gives like the bad mace or like a a mock of a of a newspaper, the Mad Mesa Gazette, Volume Six, and various things that are happened. Oh, it also has a solo adventure. So pretty cool. You could run a solo and a normal. Is it also? Oh, a night in Mad Mesa is a solo adventure, and then they have like a um, which is nice. Maybe I'll do that or as an actual play. Uh, solo adventure, 
And then, um, is it also adventure? And then there's a multiplayer Mad Mesa adventure, which is kind of neat too. So most of it is solo adventure. And then the last several pages are the Mad Mesa um, adventure, which is nice. And then Range War, I was really attracted to uh, just something I'm, I'm reading actually right now is uh, Cowboy Kingdom, which is the origin of the uh, cattle industry in the West. Range Wars were a big part of it, right? Billy the Kid and most of the trouble that he got into is because of a range war in New Mexico. So 12 action-provoking scenarios, six pre-gens, over 200 non-player characters, a map of Promise City, Oregon, and you can use this, the street map repeatedly, Promise City, um, which is kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, actually, this one is, well, it's three-column packed. So as opposed to... BH1, which is uh, two columns, still very dense text. Uh, BH5 is like the three-column, you know, standard that was coming out um, kind of around uh, the end of AD&D first edition into the second edition transition. So it does have a guide to Promise City, which is really cool. So maybe, and then it has wilderness outside of Promise City, Oregon. You know, truth be told, I could read through this and maybe use it for a death hands, but but maybe it'd be really fun to use it for a boot hill as well. I just got it just to read through it. And really because um, it's kind of this idea of like, do you always have to have weird in a Western game? And uh, don't be, a, I don't know if it's a follow-up, but I, I did uh, talk to Stefan, uh, sorry, it's not Stefan, Stefan Surat of um, Dragon Peak Publishing, who's done some third-party work for Weird Frontiers. And... Um, we talked about Weird West a little bit, but we didn't really get into Old West versus Weird West or True West, non-Weird West, what kind of adventure you can run. Um, maybe that could be a topic for Cerebrivore. Anyway, that was the Boot Hill. So I, I bought it. was on sale. I bought it uh, through uh, Drive-Thru RPG and um, got the reprints, which is really cool. I'm glad they have those available. All right, the last one. You open the box, and it's wrapped in bubble wrap. Yeah, I know. The bubble wrap. I think the bubble wrap's important because it kind of helps. It is. You know? And the cat's like Oh, wow. So this is... Um, okay. Wow. There's a lot of like handouts in this one. This is Daisha and Thracia, Storm at the Empire's Borders, another source book for Lex Arcana. Um, so... Lex Arcana is the alternate history role-playing game set in the Roman Empire, which did not fall. Um, this is the provinces of Dacia and Thracia um, and offers a report about cold and lethal Scythia, a land which lies beyond the Danube. Uh, so it contains details on the countries, main cities, prominent individuals, many hints and hooks for adventures uh, focused on the greatest dangers of these territories in the lands of Scythia, their most fabled treasures, and most gruesome mysteries. So a lot of really cool stuff. Um, it's got a map of Dacia and Thracia on the inside uh, and outside cover. I think I wonder if that was a, a, a misprint because, like, in the Italy book, they had on the inside and outside cover on the front inside cover a map of Italy. On the back, a map of Dacia and Thracia. That's why I kind of paused and was confused. But, again, it looks like 1, 2, and 3 are kind of uh, fluff, and 4, 5, and 6 um, are going to be – actually, in this case, it looks like it's going to be um, – Four through seven are going to be um, kind of rules, materials, including adventures. Three adventures again, uh, which is, looks pretty cool. So, but kind of nice. Uh, 
Yeah, really cool. Storm the Emperor's Rome. Storm at the Empire's Borders. And then the, the, there's a lot of handouts, too. Like this, there's like uh, some art-looking handouts that are like these fold-outs. Uh, maybe it's like, right, like poster size fold-outs. I guess you could put them on your wall. Um, yeah, you could put them on your wall. Lex Arcana, little thingies there. And then maps, um, maps of Carthago, Alexandria, and Byzant Byzantium. <laughs> Which became Constantinople, which we now know as Istanbul. Right. So that's pretty funny. Was a, it's no longer Byzantium. It's no longer Constantinople. But it took it America is now a long time to, to see it as Istanbul. Yeah, 1930s when America recognized Constantinople as Istanbul. Anyway, well, there you go. That's our unboxing, the great unboxing show 2022. I hope you enjoyed it almost 45 minutes of unboxings uh, it was great for amy to join me and test out our new utility knife are you and going to go ahead and put anvil to sleep now i don't know anvil's backup you know can retire and be backup but this utility knife is pretty fantastic gotta keep it uh maybe keep it by the bed just in case anyway that sounds sinister <laughs> All right, well, we're wow, unboxing takes a lot out of you. No blood was spilled, so I guess it's not quite a sport, although there was potential. Um, but anyway, thank you guys for listening, for putting up with us. Um, maybe there's some comments generated from this. If you have any comments, you can uh, hit me up on Anchor. You can also send me a message at uh, geomologist at gmail.com. Uh, after this, we'll get back to some regular programming. I have an interview coming up. And then, of course, ongoing RPG a day and uh, working on an actual play podcast. But I think that's going to be for a Reverbor project and not for, for this platform. Anyway, thank you, TJ Drennan. He, will, he does the outro music, not the intro music today. That's uh, something from Lord of the Rings, I'm sure. And then uh, thanks, Amy, for the, uh, what is it, the, the cover art that you do. Oh, yes. And, um, yeah, we'll see you guys we later. With all of my new crafting stuff, we might have to turn that into t-shirts for sale, too. Oh, maybe. Or not t-shirt for sale, just to give away. I don't know. Anyway, for my gaming group, who knows? All right. With that, TJ, take us out. Oh,